welcome to the ABCA's podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brownlee. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Team Builder. Team Builder is the premier strength and conditioning app for baseball teams. Team Builder is used by 11 organizations in Major League Baseball. Baseball coaches from travel to college teams can write training programs or choose from pre-designed training programs built by professional baseball strength coaches, all for as low as $50 per month. Personally, we used Team Builder when I was coaching at Western Illinois University. It's very user-friendly and streamlines all of your programming. It also makes training sessions on or off campus easier to access for your athletes. Right now, when you start a 14-day free trial, use promo code ABCA to receive four free baseball-specific strength and conditioning training programs directly into your account. In just one click, you can set your team up with a professionally designed strength training program delivered to every player's mobile app every single day. You can reach out to Hewitt Tomlin over at Team Builder on Twitter at T-E-A-M B-U-I-L-D-R, or on their website at www.teambuilder.com, or via phone at 240-528-7848, and let Hewitt know that the ABCA sent you. And now on to the ABCA podcast. Our next guests on the ABCA podcast are Kate Tuttle, Marketing Manager, and Seth Daniels, Director of Diamond Sports at Rapsodo, and Eric Smith and Billy Owens from Turn 2 for Youth. This is a feel-good episode. Uh, we discuss Rapsodo's donation to Turn 2 for Youth, and then Eric and Billy go in-depth on how and why they started Turn 2 for Youth. Uh, both organizations go into what the ABCA has meant to both of them, and then the definition of gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. We have a lot to be grateful for, and I want to thank both organizations for what they are doing to make the world a better place. Let's welcome everybody to the podcast. All right, here with Kate Tuttle, Marketing Manager, and Seth Daniels, uh, Director of Diamond Sports at Rapsodo, and then Eric Smith and Billy Owens from Turn 2 for Youth. Uh, Appreciate you guys jumping on here. And um, before we get into it, just with the large group that we have, can we just go around the table here and have everybody introduce themselves for the listeners? Sounds great. Uh, Why don't I kick it off, Ryan? Hi, everyone. This is Billy Owens. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders of Turn 2 for Youth. Um, We're excited about our partnership with ABCA uh, and our new partnership with Rapsodo. Um, I uh, am currently a partner with PricewaterhouseCoopers. Uh, I grew up traditionally in uh, tax consulting, international tax, uh, but the last four years I've been involved in uh, an incubator developing software. So uh, um, that, that's me. I got four kids, all played baseball or softball. Uh, I've coached my entire life. I played baseball through high school um, and uh, just love the sport. I'll go next. I'm Eric Smith, uh, co-founder of uh, Turn 2 with Billy, and we've known each other for, oh, I don't know, 30 years or so. And uh, currently I am a CEO of, uh, gosh, I think six companies now. And um, people, people always ask me, you know, what what could they do to learn to do my job? And, and I look back and say I learned most of the uh, most of my skills on a ball field. 
how to get along with people and how to manage people and a little bit of education. I'm a Tar Heel, um, but uh, Billy and I, uh, like I mentioned earlier, our families are close and we're close and, and we found a turn to uh, five years ago and, and that's what we're uh, doing today. Cool. Well, I'll go. I'm not sure if I want to follow Eric after saying CEO of six companies. <laughs> I think I should have let Kate go. But uh, my name is Seth Daniel, so director of Diamond Sports here with Repsoto. Uh, fortunate enough to be the uh, the first hire over here in the states for Repsoto about five years ago, uh, and really kind of helped get things rolling. Uh, and today, you know, we're we're excited about this in, uh, initiative. Uh, we've always had a great partnership with ABCA, and really, really looking forward to getting something going here with Turn Two as well. Uh, so appreciate you guys having us on. Hey everyone, I'm Kate Tuttle. I manage the marketing for Rapsodo. I'm both the golf side and uh, diamond sports, baseball and softball. Been with the company a little over a year. I've uh, been doing marketing for much longer than that. I won't say how long because then that gives away how old I am. Um, <laughs> but uh, just excited to be here and be part of this uh, initiative uh, with Turn 2 for Youth. Um, athletics has always been a big part of my life. I played college basketball, uh, played four sports uh, in high school. So um, just excited to be, be part of this and, and beyond. So thanks for having me. And Kate, you know, you grew up in Iowa. That's what I think of an Iowa high school athlete as someone that's going to play four or five sports. I coached at Iowa for nine years. So that's what anybody that played sports, high school baseball or high school sports in Iowa, I think they've got to play multiple sports. Yeah, uh, you're exactly right. My freshman year, I actually played five. Uh, I did golf and track the same season. I got up every morning at 6 a.m. To, to get my nine holes in and then went to school and then uh, had track practice after school. So uh, we finished second in state in golf and 23rd in track. And so I ditched track and stuck with golf. <laughs> did you do the Drake relays? Uh, yeah. Yep. We did. That's yep. a rite of passage in Iowa yeah. is the Drake relays. <laughs> for sure. Eric and Billy, can you guys kind of go into the background of turn two for youth for anybody that doesn't know about you? I don't know how widely known you guys actually are. Um, can you just go over with your guys background, how you know each other and then what what kind of spurred you guys on to start turn two for youth? Great. Great, Billy. OK, thanks, Eric. Um, well, you know, Eric and I um, um, worked together previously. He. Uh, before taking on his um, executive roles where he is, uh, had worked at PwC. So we became best buddies at work. Our wives became best friends. We were there for each other's children being born. And and, and then on beyond that, our children sort of all fit. Um, I have four children and Eric has a boy and a girl. I have two boys and two girls and they all kind of fit. As a matter of fact, our girls are rooming together next year at school. Um, our boys have traveled together. Uh, they're just all very close. and. And through our families, we, we started doing vacations together. Um, uh, Cole, Bo, um, Eric's son, uh, played high-level um, high school baseball in Charlotte. I had both my sons playing and daughters playing softball as well. Um, so we were connected in a lot of ways, and we enjoyed um, seeing each of our kids, you know, play. And Eric's coach, I've coached Little League. You know, when you're a baseball family, you kind of, you know, you're involved in, in all angles, which is wonderful. Um, that kind of started coming together. Um, actually, my older son played on one of Eric's teams when he was uh, like 12 years old, um, uh, one of his travel teams. So um, just being close families, we vacationed together a lot. We went down to the Caribbean and the boys, we were doing an activity together and we met a, a local um, who was the um, 
chair of the local little league uh, and softball um, programs, which were facilitated by the churches down there. And uh, we just had a lot of dialogue, dialogue. The boys all had baseball hats on and were in the middle of their high school careers. And um, we found out that, you know, he, I think he mentioned to us that he could only, uh, he only had like nine gloves and he would hand them out to teams to practice. And he'd take them back in and hand them out to the next team to practice. And Eric and I kind of looked at each other and said, nine gloves, we probably have that in our closet. And that, that was the spark that sort of, sort of kicked it off. Um, we revisited the Turks and Caicos uh, a year later. We launched a campaign of collecting, and we ended up sending a ton container down there. This was all sort of done with our families. We, we, uh, we did not form a 501c3 until 2015. I think this was, uh, right. I think it was 2013, 12, when we did that. Um, but that was the launch of it all. And it was a wonderful experience. Um, you know, we, we had the minister of sports from the Turks and Caicos government came over along with the chair of the, uh, the little league and, and softball leagues. They threw out the first pitch at our little league. They threw out the first pitch at our high school games. So it became very personal for us, and we could see the impact through the eyes of the coaches and the minister of sports there that we were having. Um, we did this kind of with no playbook, uh, so it was uh, um, our, our wives were very much all in, but I, both our wives were like, no more stinky cleats in our house, right? You got you guys got to figure this out. So uh, the first one, we learned a lot. Um, it, it, it set the foundation for giving back to the community. Um, that, that's kind of how we kicked off. Um, you know, simply. Well, how did, how did you get to the point where, okay, this, this is an idea, but then the actual implementation of it? Cause I mean, everybody's got ideas, but how do you get into the implementation side of it? Well, let me, let me just, let me add something, Billy, because, um, sure. when we first did that, um, when we first did that, um, equipment, uh, shipment to Turks, uh, we came back and it was a lot of hard work and, we didn't really think that much about it. And uh, later on, Billy's son, Bo, got asked to go to the Dominican to play uh, baseball. And Billy had just bought him some new gear, and he spent a couple weeks in the Dominican, and he came back home, and they were waiting for uh, Bo's equipment to come off the uh, airplane. And his, his suitcase came, but there was no baseball equipment. And Billy goes, well, where's your, where's your equipment? And he goes, oh, Dad, he goes, um, you know, they didn't have any equipment in the Dominican. I just left everything I had over there. And I think that kind of opened our eyes is, is, is that we started this by trying to help a gentleman in Turks uh, help kids. And then, um, you know, as we later discovered, our kids were watching us. And once the kids uh, started behaving in a way that we wanted to promote and giving back to the community, it really just kind of opened our eyes to continue um doing uh, the exercise of collecting equipment and sending it overseas or any place that needs it for that matter. And so the second one that we did was to, to the Dominican because of both. And that's kind of how we got started with turn two. And you know, we were blessed because Billy was a partner of PWC and they could help us with our 501c3. And then we were also uh, in a good position with, with our companies that uh, the folks that invest in us uh, agreed to let us use our warehouses. And so we have a, uh, 15 warehouses across the country that we can ship product uh, across the U.S. fairly effectively. And so we had a, a, a warehouse system that could store products. And, and so uh, 
it, it was just one thing led to another and it was a snowball effect. And then ABCA came along and, uh, and keep, they just keep introducing us to great people like the folks at Rapsodo. And, and it, it's just been an amazing, um, amazing trip. Eric, what was your guys' first convention? Gosh, 2015, uh, 17 or 18. Is that right, Billy? Uh, Must be 2017. January is 16, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, what about you guys? When was your first convention? Because it's kind of steamrolled for you guys uh, just with the the Expo Theater. And um, it's been amazing to watch your guys' process as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we started uh, first ABC con- ABCA convention was 2016, and Seth's got some pretty good stories around that. So I'll let him uh, him talk a little bit about because he was he was first uh, first U.S. employee. Even had to get his dad involved to work at the ABCA convention uh, to to work at the booth. So I'll let uh, Seth talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting. One. We knew you know when we were launching, we kind of had a marketing budget of you know, exactly zero, uh, when we were getting out. So we had to figure out a way to get our name out there. And, uh, you know, knowing the community, we just knew that ABCA was a place that we wanted to launch, uh, and really kind of have a, you know, a little bit of a coming out party. Uh, but you know, like Kate said, it was, it was just me uh, at that point in time in the States, we had this wonderful team of engineers that are over the seas, you know, building the product and I'm providing kind of the baseball, um, you know, development plan for that and, and kind of helping build the product. But, and some of those lead engineers were going to come over and but our CEO is coming over. Um, but as much as those guys are just absolute experts and rock stars in their fields, they don't know baseball uh, and, and don't really know what it is. And really to have those guys be the ones manning the booth and talking to baseball coaches, you know, baseball is that community that, man, if you're not authentic, if you don't know it, you can get smell. They'll smell you out real quick. Uh, and so my dad grew up, you know, similar to what, uh, you know, what Billy and Eric were talking about. I mean, he coached me, he played ball growing up. We actually played ball at the same college. Um, and, and it was just kind of part of part of life that I knew if I needed the guy to come in and talk baseball that he could do it. Uh, the technology, not so much, but he could he could funnel them in to get to me. So uh, we brought him in, and for that that weekend, he was Rolland. He was not my dad, so he had his own little name tag and everything that no one knew uh, that who he was. And so he he ran him, he funneled him to me, and I put him through the uh, you know the demo and everything. But uh, it, was, it was such an eye opening event for us because we got to understand. The product that we thought we had that you know we, we hoped would be something that was really cool we thought there was a niche for it we got to see the reactions uh, and really see the people say oh my gosh you know this if we could have this and you're telling me it's this price point we can do that and we started to just learn uh, and that so much for us the first probably two years was just a giant educational event for us to understand what people wanted how we needed to get it to them uh, and just sit back and listen uh, at the end of the day uh, you know, baseball co- coaches are, are not usually super shy on saying what they want uh, from something out of a product. Uh, and that's been really beneficial for us because we built a lot of great technology just listening to feedback like that. Our our sport, you have to be very cost conscious. Um, so if you are going to spend the money on something, you're going to want to get what you want. Uh, you know, fr- from a baseball side, if you're going to spend money, then you want to know you're getting what you're, you're going to get. Uh, Seth, how did you get hooked up with Rapsodo? 
Yeah, kind of a kind of a small world uh, sort of, uh, you know, initiative that really happened there. So right out of school, I started getting my master's uh, and started working for a software communications company. Uh, and so we did, uh, you know, really anything and everything on top of like um, SAS phone systems, uh, essentially using VoIP stuff. I knew nothing about technology at that point. I was a marketing major, management minor, uh, really didn't have any, any of that background uh, to, to be able to really apply for this job, uh, the one that I have now. And now I'm sort of seen as that tech lead in a lot of the product development areas inside of our company. Uh, and so I got a huge crash course uh, in the next five years with that company of really getting involved with every level of it. Uh, it was two younger guys and then three other people. Uh, we were all you know, early 20s and they were starting that thing and just growing. And by the end of it, it was around 35 of us that were there. And I had held, I think in the five years, five different positions going from you know, HR to operations to sales to whatever the company needed. This is kind of what we did. And coincidentally enough, the only uh, investor over at Soto happened to be one of the investors of that company. Uh, and he was really big into uh, with the Singapore government uh, doing a bunch of um, really entrepreneurial uh, efforts over there. Um, super quick backstory on Singapore. There's so many large um, corporations and organizations the government wanted to pump uh, and kind of get the entrepreneurial spirit going uh, for the people of Singapore. So he was kind of a, help, a helper with that uh, and was the only investor into Rapsodo. And those guys, because we had such a young company, um, they were part of that investment group, uh, did a lot of mentoring with our company. Uh, and they kind of took a liking to me for uh, for some way, shape, or form, and I appreciate that. Uh, and then also knew that I was a big baseball nut. Knew that I played football growing up and just sports were, that was my life uh, in a lot of ways prior to that. Uh, and they made the connection to me in a couple midnight Skype interviews and a 24-hour plane ride over there going from the last round of the job interview. We, we had an, an offer by the end of the work week. Uh, we, we finally got an offer. So that was a, an interesting time, but uh, you know, one that uh, you know, I, I don't regret in any way. Kate, how did you get hooked up with Rapsodo? Sure. Uh, so I was uh, kind of come from a content marketing background, a uh, little bit of uh, B2C and B2B, and it was just kind of at a point where I was looking for something different stumbled upon uh, a job opening and uh, read through it and thought, let's see, it's technology, it's marketing, and it's sports. Three of the things that I love. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, apply for this. And um, I remember one of the questions they asked uh, on the application was, tell me about a recent book that you've read. And I'm not much of a reader, but I do have two kids that are young. And so I talked about the books that I was reading to my kids at night. So um <laughs> You know, if you if you know kids, they always kind of pick their favorite book. So it was like every single night, the same book. Uh, so I talked about that book. And um, yeah, the, the rest is kind of history. He brought me in and uh, talked, you know, talked about the company. And, and I was really impressed with, um, you know, the growth that they had seen over over, you know, a two or three year period. And, um, you know, just the, the fact of being able to be part of a company that is really having a positive impact on kids and on athletes and helping them get to the next level and really kind of pursue their dreams. Um, as an athlete, that really resonated with me. And I just was excited to, to be part of a company like Rapsodo that that's what their focus is, is, is helping people reach their full potential. Seth, I told Kate last week, uh, Tom Oldham came on with me from Dynamic Velocity. So we actually got on the rap score a little bit, which I think is, is going to be kind of that next wave for facilities owners to 
make it a little bit more competitive with what you guys have. And I, I think it's going to be a, a really cool thing. And so I'm excited for people to, to listen to that. How did you guys come up with, uh, donating for turn two for youth? I mean, what, what got you to that point where you felt like it was going to be something that you guys wanted to jump on board with? thing as well and i heard that tom was on with you guys and first of all he's a great guy so i'm glad he was able to come on and talk about that but also the score in general we we agree and we just think it's you know it's something that we can provide a little bit of context to the scores and the data that we're going to be able to provide and and it's almost like a baseline a barometer check to know like where do i stand against my peers and where do i stand if i want to continue up this ladder uh, and continue to grow so we're excited for what that can do uh, to to the game and to the industry Uh, but from a you know, from a donation standpoint, I think honestly it was a conversation that was sparked really early on uh, when COVID started happening. We realized specifically in our area that's going to be a lot affected uh, from a coaching standpoint, from the players themselves not having a season. I mean, there's there's a large amount of our, you know, the people that we serve that can we consider to be our customers that were going to be affected. So I think very early on, uh, and you know, Kate, I have to give a lot of credit was was really championing the idea of doing something and finding that. And in the conversation we all had, I, I remember the phone call was that we want to do something, but we want to do something that we feel like really fits us, that's going to give back to, you know, the community that we feel like it's going to better the game and that we can all be really happy and proud with. Um, and there's kind of cool moments after this went out, the, the way that the rest of our team has sort of rallied around it and understood, okay, done a little bit of research on turn two, understand what we're doing. And, you, you know, you, you can see the effect it's had on our own team to, to be proud and happy to work for a company that's willing to do that so that was kind of cool but Kate I'll let you kind of talk about how we uh, officially settled on turn two sure yeah so I think uh, you know we started having conversations like Seth said around uh, when COVID first started and um, you know I think just in the world today just there's a lot going on a lot of things happening where um, you know there's some divides and things like that and we thought this was a really good opportunity to to figure out a way that we could kind of bring people together unite people and I think what better way to do that than through sport, right? I think sport really brings people together. And um, so we started just kind of, you know, talking at, talking through different organizations that we were aware of. And um, like Seth said, we wanted to make sure that it was something that would be having an impact on kind of our, our community, our baseball, softball community. And um, the great relationship that we have with ABCA. Um, and then, you know, just what Turn 2 for Youth does and, um, you know, I think not only for the, the kids, but also for those coaches and mentors that have already stepped up to be part of, of these kids' lives, um, you know, just seemed like a really good fit for us. And uh, like Seth said, I think the team really rallied uh, behind it. We had to kind of make some changes and, and shifts in how we uh, went to market and, and how we tried to, um, you know, talk to customers and things like that. We kind of went to more of an outbound approach and uh, you know, the size of our company allows us to be agile like that and make those changes. And uh, it was just really cool to see the team really rally around that and, and um, you know, do what they could to, to try to get that donation as high as we possibly could. Billy and Eric, you guys talked about starting in the Caribbean and the Dominican. How did you then make that next step that, okay, there, there's places that need help in the United States as well? Yeah, that, that, I mean, it was never really a, a, a mission to, we, we launched out of this great relationship we had in the Turks and Caicos. We partnered with Major League Baseball to be our representative on the ground with the talent organizations they had in the Dominican. And 
those were great sort of, I think, markets for us to do our playbook and to create our logistics model and, and so forth. But our intent all along was really to, uh, to go where, where it's needed, right? Um, we've been very fortunate uh, to be able to help. Uh, and, and it's interesting, right, how it's kind of migrated this way. Communities like Houston post the floods, right? And California post the fires. And, um, you know, so much, um, you know, baseball's a, a wonderful game and it's a privilege to be able to play the game. Uh, it's not first, right? You need water, you need shelter, you need food, but it's not long, you know, after communities come back from disasters like that, where you want to have that, that, that the, the, all the good things that happen on a ball field. Um, so, um, you know, we, we began doing different things with various communities and a lot of them, um, as mentioned by Eric earlier, uh, when we were, uh, we were named the official charity uh, of the ABCA in 2017, that just opened so many doors for us. Um, we started doing work with the LA Police Department. We started doing work with, um, you know, so many different partners around the world and coaches. Uh, it's not, we don't hardly go a week, Ryan, where we don't hear from someone that's affiliated with the ABCA with either an idea on who a beneficiary might be, or they want to give us some gear or help us. And uh, so the partnership has just been incredible. Um, and it's truly spread to be a very national organization. I think uh, we've had over 1,200 coaches engaged, 15,000 kids we think have benefited from our initiatives. Um, we've impacted 155 nonprofits. You know, we continue to spread, uh, spread the game that we all love. Okay, do you want to talk about the, the dollar amount on that donation? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're excited uh, to make a, a donation to Turn Two for Youth for a little bit over fifty-one thousand um, dollars. So you know, a company, a uh, hundred people, um, you know, Rapsodo is, and um, just all of us are thrilled to to be able to to make that donation and, and have such an impact on on the youth. Um, and and as Billy said, spread the, the the game that we all love so much and are passionate about, and fortunate enough to be able to play. So proud to be part of that you know can you guys go in a little bit more with just what the abca convention has meant to you guys and some of the relationships that you've developed from the abca convention sure yeah i can, I can definitely kind of take that it's been so interesting to see the growth over the years um you know that first year being kind of tucked over in the corner. We were a late addition. They weren't even supposed to have one, like our aisle, I don't think. Um, but they, they slid us in at the end uh, to that next year. Just, you know, still a lot of who, because it was across the country and, you know, not a lot of people knew who we were to finally that third year and then fourth and fifth. It just this, you know, overwhelming shift. And it's just, we consider ABCA to kind of be our people. Uh, and I don't mean that, that we won't do business with people outside of it, but just to say like, you know, that if we're going to get in touch and contact with coaches and people that are passionate about the game of baseball, this is where we do it. And to have that one, you know, yeah, there's that one time a year that we get to get everybody together, but there's also times that we get to do webinars or podcasts or email blasts or whatever that is. It's just the overarching uh, feel that we get to have, um, you know, is really sharing that community. Uh, with with people that are you know all kind of following the same game that we love and to us the connections that we made the businesses that we've grown uh, from it uh, has just been astronomical um, you know I remember the first year um, you know we, we weren't sure we're we going to sell monitors here we're not we're making connections and finally now we understand like what it's for and to be able to show the product and, and get people to see it 
and to us that may be the single biggest thing because the price point that we have we're not afforded the luxury of traveling to every single place and giving a demo of the product and doing that because we wouldn't be able to make any money uh, on the back end. So ABCA for us has been this ground that we can let people try it, see it in action, see the product, ask us questions and do that. And for coaches that are not maybe as familiar with it uh, and with the technology or the data that it actually provides, that's been really key too, um, because they can ask the questions and understand how to actually implement it uh, and use it, which is, which is important. I think the amazing thing is you go from not knowing anything about it to now you do see them everywhere almost now. You you see the sensors everywhere, and it's great that they're so portable. Uh, that's the thing that I, I've loved about it is it is portable, and um, and it's continuing to grow as well on that side of it too. What's yeah, the next thing fun. for you guys, Seth, do you feel like? Geez, we're, you know, we're honestly – it's been a little bit weird for us to have this pause from COVID uh, to be able to kind of go back and, and almost like clean house uh, a little bit and understand, get our house in order. is probably a better way to put it. And we really were intentional uh, when this happened to say, we're never going to have a shutdown like this in, in the history of our, or at least we hope, right? <laughs> Knock on wood there, that we're not going to go through this. So we need to, how are we going to get better and come out of this uh, better? And so we looked and tried to identify what are the three to four things of the hitting monitor and the pitching monitor that we could do to make it better. Um, and we just went to work and we've done a lot of tests and work and, you know, the, the development has continued to happen uh, throughout the shutdown. So we have some new updates and uh, kind of shifting. And this is not an exaggeration to say that every single element of how we take the photos, how we identify the ball, how we identify spin, how we get the data, every single element has been updated. Uh, coming out of that, which is, you know, that, that's kind of a testament to our team over in Singapore and Turkey um, as we continue to work with them. So we're excited about that. And then also, as we mentioned before, COVID has opened up, you know, an opportunity for us to be able to hopefully help out the game again from a recruiting uh, and scouting standpoint, just to get data on kids that couldn't get data before. I think the best example possible would be during the MLB draft uh, with Nick Bitsko and, and his story of, you know, he, he kind of came out a little earlier than people thought and they didn't have a lot of data didn't see it but there's these rap soto videos flashing around and we heard from so many teams that you know we don't we don't get to talk a lot about those conversations just because we, we kind of hold them privately but so many teams looking for data on specific players and trying to find it and to us that was really powerful because we understand that that's kind of like a currency that you know that we can provide these kids to say you know if you want to get to the next level here's something you can have and hopefully have some tangible takeaways with video and reports and that sort of thing. So I, I really think that'll be a big push for us. Um, you know, we're, we're in the San Diego league now. That's one of the few summer leagues actually happening. Um, and they're going to use our monitors and are using them in game um, throughout the season. So they're going to have instant data, you know, live from a in-game feedback and also post. You can get draft, uh, results from how the game went, batted balls, pitch balls, et cetera. So I think that's a new sort of uh, initiative for us that, you know, the more kids we can provide data on that, you know, I think we're doing our job then. Well, you guys have changed development and scouting and then on, uh, on the Barnstormers tour this fall, I tried to relay that to the high school coaches that if you're not up to date on what's going on, you need to get up to date because most college coaches now and pro scouts are going to have an idea of what's going on and you need to be able to speak their language so that was something that I did try to stress to the high school coaches this fall is if you want to help your guys get to the next level, whether that's pro or college side, you need to, to have an understanding of, of what all of this means to be able to relay that information to the coaches and scouts that you're dealing with. 
Yeah, so true. And something else that we partnered with uh, ABCA on is, are, are those certifications uh, that we're building on as well, because that's definitely something that uh, you know we heard from, I don't want to say lower levels of baseball, but baseball hasn't been as exposed to the data. Uh, and, and so the opportunity for guys to sit there and listen to um, some, some video series and do it all online, especially during COVID and, and, and kind of better their craft and have a better understanding of what this data is, how they can use it, how they can implement it, uh, and, you know, not have so much kind of paralysis by analysis and really understand, you know, it's nothing to be scared of. It's just a tool to help. Uh, and at the end of the day, that's why we're here is it's not to replace coaches, but to help them. Uh, and, and I think that's a big thing that hopefully we'll continue to see pushed. And since we've been a partner, we're Turn 2 for Youth the last four years. We've given a $10,000 donation every year to Turn 2 for Youth. You know, with that type of money, that amount of money, what can you guys do with that, Billy and Eric? I mean, what's the impact going to be with that size, uh, that amount of money? It just absolutely changes the, um, the playing field for us. Um, you know, we bootstrapped this organization from the beginning, and then ABCA came along, and and I must say to Rapsoda, you know, during the COVID situation, you know, the chips are kind of down, and you know, really admire your leadership and your senior management for and the and the, the team at Rapsoda for you know coming forth and trying to help others when you know perhaps you know you're just trying to get through the crisis yourself, and that really speaks volumes to your company and. Um, and again, ABCA, uh, not just, it's not just the money uh, that, that y'all have contributed over the years, but it's, it's the ability to get in front of a coach um, that, you know, at a convention who has an equipment shed that really wants to empty it out and doesn't know what to do with it. And, or, or he's helping somebody, you know, on a trip or, he has, uh, you know, a, a needy school that uh, his friends helping out with that needs equipment. Uh, you name it. I mean, baseball people are fantastic. You know, they they're unbelievably giving people, and they just need to uh, know where they can help and where to get help. And we just try to connect everybody, and and um, you know, it's just been a blessing for Billy and and my family and to be involved with everybody. So I just want to say thank you, you know, to both organizations because it will make a huge difference. People that are listening and, and trying to figure out that they do want to help you guys, Where's what's the best avenue for them to be able to help you guys? Where can they find you to reach out to you? And then how can they help donate? Good, Billy. Yeah, well, you can uh, find us on all social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, our handles are uh, um, um, in, um, have been distributed through the ABCA um, or call us, right? Reach out to Eric and I personally. Vince Chalina is our executive director as well. And, uh, Vince has attended the, uh, the ABC CA conventions with us. Um, how can you help? Um, hey, what's the, you know, what's the phone number? What is the phone number? Do you have it on you? I, I do. 704-905-7897. Perfect. Thank you. Um, you know, how can you help Ryan? I mean, in many ways, right? Uh, we're finding one of the great ways is identifying beneficiaries in certain communities, right? And or having ideas on how we can stretch and, and create higher and bigger impact in communities we're in, right? So that th those certainly we we request 
uh, you know, uh, the coaches to reach out where they see needs and where they think we can help. Backfill with, uh, with, with either supporting coaches, uh, uniforms, equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, our grassroots continue collecting gear. That's important. We want to continue that. So if you have ideas on how to get gear to us, uh, we want to continue that. We've been fortunate. Eric's company has been fantastic. They're a logistics company. They've helped us, and we've also gotten a small grant from, from FedEx that's helped us there. So, And they also give us advice on, on, on uh, sort of the logistics of it. So we've been able to work out with most coaches. If they've got gear to um, donate, then we can facilitate getting it into the hands of the kids. Well, this is a pivotal time with COVID because they're going to limit how much people can share equipment. So this is a, a really pivotal time with the equipment side of things and making sure that everybody has enough equipment to, to be able to use. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kate. I, I've got to, I got to say personally, thank you too. Yes. Uh, to the ABCA and Rapsodo, uh, the culture of both those organizations is quite evident. It's uh, uh, it, uh, we're humbled. Um, and, uh, we look forward to, ideas coming from both sides on on uh, how to make a higher impact and working uh, together with you going forward you know you look into the lists of like top things of that are going to make people feel better donating and donating whether it's financially or with their time are the two of the best ways to to create intrinsic happiness for sure yeah. for sure you know ryan uh, eric kind of um uh, constantly brings us back to this perspective of you know, getting gear to kids is important, but the biggest process there is getting those kids with coaches, right? Whether it's softball or baseball, you know, having the impact of a coach in your life, uh, that's a big part of what we're trying to do. Um, and I think that's uh, a big part of what we'll do with these funds from Rapsodo is, you know, if you think about the, the mentorship that happens and, and all the learning of life that happens through baseball and softball, um, facilitating that excites us facilitating playing the game is important but if we all know that coaches had some of the biggest impact if you played you know softball baseball or almost any sport like kate you know there are coaches that had big influence on you facilitating that influence is going to help the world can you guys go through how much sports has helped you and what you're doing now you're all very successful can you guys go around the horn here and talk about how much sports has meant to you guys and what you're doing now I'll go first. Um, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for sports. And, um, you know, Billy is going through what a coach meant, means to you. And, you know, as, as you think back in your life, um, you can remember your teachers and your coaches. And last week I lost a coach of mine. He was actually, and this is going to sound really strange, he was one of my favorite coaches of all time. And he coached me in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. His name was Coach Dickie James. He passed away two weeks ago, and I can still remember his basketball plays. Um, and, you know, it, it is strange what you remember about people and uh, little things that they teach you through life. And, uh, you know, and at least for me, uh, you know, I, learned, I was lucky to have some really great people in my life. And, and I, everything that, that we try to do and uh, in our companies and, and in our family and relationships, we're all uh, taught by people that were mentors and coaches. And, and so I'm very thankful for them. And so they hold a lot of you know, the, the accolade for any of my success. 
the companies that you're CEO of, do you run those more like teams? You know, it's uh, my guys are really uh, going crazy right now because uh, we're always together and they're very much like teams and we, you know, pick at each other and, um, you know, we just try to have fun and, and push each other and, you know, how some people need to be pushed and some people need to be coddled and uh, we, we know who each of us, you know, what each of us needs and it's very difficult to do it over a phone or through a video call now. Um, you know, we miss being together. So, yeah, very much like teams, and um, I, I don't know any other way to do it. Billy, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 if I, I, there's no way I would uh, be where I am without sports um, and the impact of many mentors. Um, you know, early, early in my life, when I'm going to play in many sports through baseball and high school, um, you know, um, I just think about the lessons in life that you get, you know, how, how to compete, but, but also be a sportsman, you know, how to, how to be fair in a game, but be highly competitive, you know, just the drive <laughs> to win and, and push forward and, 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 and uh, recognizing that it's the hours you spend uh, um, in the field, not under the lights that present the opportunities under the lights. Right. And all those lessons, we could go all go on and on and on. Um, I um, and then I operate that same way with with with, uh, with my teams as well. Um, it it's uh, I, I can't think of a better model um, of trust of uh, depending on each other of recognizing you have skills I don't have you can play a position I can't play. Uh, all that comes to life in the, in the working world and in in life all life situations. So um, that's what it's all about. Right. Not everybody's going to be a pro baseball player, but everybody can take the lessons of softball and baseball and carry those forward in life. Kate, how did you choose basketball then at St. Ambrose? I mean, you play that many sports. <laughs> what what was that decision? And then did you feel like you had let more a lot more free time focused on one sport in college or was it still busy for you? Yeah, no, great question. So um, basketball was always kind of my favorite sport. I always had a passion. Uh, I can remember seeing videos of myself when I was three years old playing uh, basketball out, you know, on the farm in, in Iowa, shooting baskets on the hoop that was on the side of the barn. And uh, I said to my mom that shooting baskets is so much more fun than riding bikes. Um, so that was always kind of my passion. I, I was, uh, you know, we got second in state in golf three years in a row. I was an all-state softball shortstop as well. Uh, so I had opportunities to play other sports, but for me, it was always basketball. Um, I was recruited by um, a couple Division One schools to play basketball, uh, but it was important for me to go to a school where my family could uh, come to most of my games. And I think my parents and my grandma, um, maybe throughout my four years, maybe missed a handful of games uh, at the most. Uh, so they were able to travel to, to watch, and that was important for me. Um, but, you know, I think to kind of uh, add on to what Billy was saying too, when I think about sports, you know, of course, you learn all the lessons of hard work and teamwork and, um, you know, just being able to kind of juggle multiple priorities and time management. But the things that I feel like have really stuck with me the most um, in life and, and throughout working, um, just that whole team environment and being able to kind of recognize people's strengths um, and being able to put them in situations where they're going to succeed. And I think I had coaches that helped me do that. Um, you know, throughout 
athletics. And that's something that I really try to do with, with the, the you know, the Rapsodo marketing team and, and colleagues that I work with is identifying those strengths and getting them in a position where they can, they can succeed. And, um, you know, I think that that, that just betters the team uh, in general. So Seth, what about you? Yeah, I mean, obviously, echo everything that, uh, that that everyone said before me because it's so true. But the other thing I think about, even uh, you know, at a younger age, um, when when you think about the different types of people that come together on a team, uh, and you know, now that I look back at it, in a lot of ways, I think it taught me how to be a good dad and uh, and everything else moving forward. But understanding, you know. People are going to come from all different types of backgrounds. I played football and baseball, uh, and on our football team, is a mix of a bunch of people that came from a bunch of different places. Uh, and at the end of the day, we're a family. And I know I've heard it said with everything that's going on now that if the world was a lot more like a locker room, uh, then we'd all be a little bit better off. And that, I mean, that's so true. It just teaches you how to deal with people and that everybody, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from, what it is, um, that, that they're going to have the value on, on that team. So that's, you know, whether it's you know race or economics or anything like that, uh, the type of people you get to play with growing up, uh, and some of those guys still, I'm sure like all of us, the guys we got to play with, whether it's little league or uh, or into high school or college or any of that, I mean those are still kind of your brothers and sisters that, that you have moving forward. So uh, to me, that's kind of always something that stuck with me. And then I'd like to do a follow up one, you know, when we figure out exactly kind of what we're going to do with the funds and everything and just do a recap. And it may be a while from now because um, I, I know we're not in a rush to, to figure out what we're doing with it. But I would like to, to kind of do a recap at some point. What final thoughts do you guys have on all of this? And I'm still floored by the the donation. It's just amazing to me. And, and, you know, you said that Eric in this climate, uh, for, for rep soda to do this right now, it's, it's an unbelievable thing for me to, to be a part of it and to experience it. And it's going to do a lot of good in the world, but what are some of the final thoughts for you guys on all of this? Well, I think, go ahead, Billy. You got it. Well, I was just going to say we were humbled, right. Um, um, we, we, we feel like, um, We've been good stewards, but this is challenging us to be, you know, make more impact. And we love that. Um, I, I'd, I'd like to think that, um, you, know, may, you know, maybe we could continue to get ideal flow out of Rapsodo and the ABCA on, you know, ways, whether it's, how, how do we make it more personal for the uh, 100 employees of Rapsodo to, 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 to feel the impact, right? Is there a adopt a player, adopt a team or be involved or, or see some of the ground level benefits. What, one of the things I did when we were doing the Dominican Republic campaign was I took a sabbatical from work and I went over when we delivered all the gear there. And um, it, that seeing that and feeling that and, and just sort of being there as, you know, these, 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 uh, these kids got their hands on this equipment and the coaches, uh, you know, picked up the team bags and all that. It was, uh, the energy level it drove for raising the bar was incredibly helpful. This could be the same way. So um, thank you guys very, very, very much. Um, Everybody remembers their first glove or their first pair of cleats uh, yeah. or their first bat. Everybody, you know, everybody has that, that first. Mine was an A2000 catcher's glove that I got, I caught growing up. And when my, my dad brought that glove home, like I, I slept with my glove. I did. Like I, I loved that A2000 glove. Loved it. Yeah. Eric, what about you? What are some final thoughts? No, I agree. I just echo what Billy said. And, um, you know, any time that there's um, a need out there, 
that we can help with, you know, we'd like to learn more about it. And you know, we we've chosen with uh, to do it with equipment, but maybe there's other things that we can help a, a coach or a mentor with. And uh, I would just encourage everybody to communicate. There's a lot of good people out there, and uh, if if we know there's an issue, we can try to figure out how to solve it. Kate, what about you? Yeah, I you know I think uh, for me this is just you know we're constantly teaching our kids about kindness and empathy and and being able to help people when you have the opportunity to. And, um, you know, I just, it, it's a really kind of a good feel good moment for me to, to be involved in this and see, um, you know, the, the kindness and generosity that, that Eric and Billy uh, have shown to so many youth and so many mentors and, and to be part of that. Um, you know, I think the world we live in today, we need more kindness. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to, to be part of this for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree everything that Kate said. At the end of the day, it's just nice to be able to be involved with good people doing good things and trying to give back. And especially when you're, you know, I think Billy said, and during this environment, uh, you know, we didn't know what the sales numbers were going to be. And we didn't know, uh, you know, exactly how much we'd be able to give uh, at the end of the day. But uh, the team really kind of rallied around. And I, you know, a quick shout out to our the Diamond Sports team and the whole company as a whole to get behind this. It makes me really, really proud. You know, I was before, and then we get to do something like this and even more. It just makes you really happy and proud to be a part of Repsoto. So from that, you know, I appreciate it. And Billy and Eric just can't thank you guys enough for what you're doing for the game across the across the world, really. Uh, and we're happy to be a small part of that and look forward to doing more uh, you know, here in the future. It's going to make a list, lasting impact. So thank you guys for coming on. Thanks. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Thanks Ryan. Ryan. Appreciate it. I want to leave everybody uh, with an article I found on research in terms of donating. Uh, givers are happier. People who give money to charity are happier and healthier than others, said Elizabeth Dunn, a psychology professor at the University of British Columbia in Canada, where she studies happiness. People who donate money to charity are happier, happier in poor and rich countries alike, she said. You don't have to have a lot to experience the emotional benefits of giving. Dunn said her more recent research suggests giving money away can tangibly improve one's health. People who donate to charity have lower blood pressure, she said. Giving is not just heartwarming, it may be quite literally good for our hearts, she said. I want to personally thank Kate Tuttle and Seth Daniels from Rapsodo and Eric Smith and Billy Owens from Turn 2 for Youth. Uh, it's a great and very heartwarming episode and uh, got choked up a little bit during it. So um, uh, hopefully I'm going to feel better uh, for a long time for what they're doing. So This is Ryan Brownlee signing off for the American Baseball Coaches Association. Thanks and leave it better for those behind you.